Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now to take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to today. And of course, Fed Speak is on the cut. Uh, we already had one of. Uh, Fed speak overnight. Uh, this coming from uh, good old James Bullard, the St. Louis Federal Reserve president, talking about how current policy isn't sufficiently restrictive. It's moving in that direction, should re- reach it in this year. Uh, so it could be a disinflationary year. Yeah, it was a bit of a mixed bag. He did say it's not enough yet, but it is getting closer. Mm. So that is some consolation. But it was overall more hawkish than not. So if okay. Esther George saying she is expected to raise her peak federal funds rate to over 5% and hold it well into 2024 because inflation is way too high. And you have Rafael Bostic saying there is still much work to do to lower prices. Mm. So uh, we'll continue to take a look at uh, what else uh, the other Fed speak, uh, Fed officials uh, will be saying as the day goes on. We're expecting some more to happen today. Uh, Brian, you're also taking a look at the China property market, uh, a bit of a rescue package mm. underway. So it could be some good news today for property developers and maybe the overall Chinese market because we have more reaffirmation of mm. the support from Chinese authorities, the PBOC extending measures introduced in September. This allows lower mortgage rates for first-time home buyers in cities if those homes that they just bought drop for three straight months in terms of price. Okay. So that means they can give, I guess, easier um, leeway when it comes to paying their mortgages if prices drop. So that's good news and gives more flexibility for Home buyers. Mm, hopefully, it boosts demand a little bit as well. Now, Ryan, I know you've been wanting to talk about this yesterday since we got off air and found out the news. Uh, mm. I myself uh, had a bit of a trip down memory lane. Um, and this is due to the passing of uh, Mr. Sim Wong Hu, who is the founding chairman and chief executive of the Creative Technology. It is a local company. And my memory of uh, Creative is uh, it was the first MP3 player that I, I bought. Yeah, I remember it as my um, sound card in those 386 oh, yes, and 486 yes. computers. And I was just, in some sense, awed because, wow, a Singaporean company is in my PC. It's, it, no, it's great. It's great. And a great name, catchy, good style. They've come up with some really fancy speakers uh, over the years as well. Um, and tributes have been pouring in for the late Mr. Sim. Yes, tributes have been pouring in from across the board, including... Um, former Foreign Minister George Yeo, oh, yeah, as yeah. well as many analysts who have been following him. So all in, it's been rather positive. You know, they've dubbed him a legend in the tech scene. History really puts Singapore on the world map. And this is um, going to put his company in focus in terms of what's going to happen next. But let's take a bit of a walk down memory lane. So okay. Creative was founded back in 1981. Mm-hmm. And back then, it designed manufactured and distributed PC products. Now it's diversified into more multimedia hardware and software products for use with PCs. Of course, as you mentioned, it's known for its Sound Blaster card and then the Super X5 sound card. Oh, yeah. It made history back in 1991 when it became the first Singaporean company to list in the US following a public offering on the Nasdaq exchange which has since been delisted. And then the listing 
on the SGX, which he still has, is back in 1994, which was added. Yeah. Um, he's had a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, even, you know, in the face of um, not so good financial earnings, mm-hmm. uh, there was a bit of a lawsuit with Apple as well. He's, he's come a long way. Yeah. So one that stands out is what he calls the no U-turn syndrome. Mm. So this is an observation he kind of took away with his experiences overseas and comparing it to Singapore. He noted that Singaporeans have this tendency not to think out of the box in some fashion because, uh, for example, if you want to make a U-turn, you have to look out for the U-turn sign. But overseas, you can make a U-turn anywhere unless you see a sign saying no U-turns. So he kind of compared that to how Singaporeans are just afraid to take risks and need reaffirmation or yeah. um, permission from authorities yeah. before they do something. So that kind of reflects his way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, where is creative technology right now? Yeah. Since it's, um, I guess, um, better days when it came up with the Sound Blaster card, it mm. has not been doing as well. If you look at the financial year 2022, the company recorded losses of $11 million, so that is bigger than the loss in FY21 of $7.6 million. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the market reaction yesterday, though, when the news came out that he had passed away, shares actually hit a three-month high. So it was up 24%, up as much as 41% to $2, eventually closing at 176 oh. So it's interesting to see this play out. And one of the reasons, perhaps, is because Sim Wong Hu holds a stake of over 30%, 33.1% to be exact. So okay. he is the only substantial shareholder. So what's going to happen next is um, anyone who wants to take over his stake, to buy his stake, will have to extend an offer for all other shares in the company. And when that happens, you could see potentially the offer price possibly with a premium. So I think you have markets expecting that and speculating that they could get a sweet offer if there is a takeover deal being extended. So that could explain why we saw the share price partly jumping yesterday. All right. If you want to read more about Mr. Sim Wong Hu, you can uh, get a copy of the Straits Times. A photograph of him is on the front page together with some of the notable products uh, that Creative Technologies has come up with. Um, By the year 2000, Mr. Sim, uh, who was age 45 then, had become the youngest billionaire in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.